Yep, you know what time it is. Thursday morning, December the 21st. We're taping here on December the 20th. Your favorite politically incorrect sports commentary show. It is Sports Frenzy 2.0, along with the conquistador Dave Height. He's the maestro Kevin Crane. And of course, last time I checked, we're still in the depths of winter. So Which that means... means- NFL kicks things off. So, of course, we recap the news and what happened last week. And then, of course, we will move on to our picks for week 16. The Bears were so close. So close. So close. close. (sighs) Once again, what the hell was Eberflus thinking down the stretch with those defensive calls? Frickin' front four were generating enough pressure with everybody else in coverage. Why do you sell out on an all-out blitz on third and 15 and then get torched? I have to admit, that's kind of what I was expecting. Now that Joe Flacco is running the Browns' offense, and he still looks pretty decent for, what, 38 years old? Yeah. Yeah, he pulled that sly. He pulled the sly veteran move, backpedaled, sucking him in, and then tossed one up. Yep. And that's why I think the Browns right now are in the best shape possibly. They would I think they would love to have Nick Chubb still, but I don't think they're missing Deshaun Watson at all right now. No, they're not. Now, as long as that defense plays at a high level, they could still be trouble when playoff time comes. But what's Darnell Mooney doing on the Hail Mary? They still should have won that game. He should have caught that Hail Mary. It was right in his hands. How? And he picks it right up to the Cleveland defender. And, of course, I'm sure Justin Fields loved that as he gets an INT on his record. Yeah, two on the day on Hail Marys at the end of each half. So the Bears lose to the Browns 20-17, to dropping to 5-9. and nine. And this is about, you know, yeah. about where I expected them to yeah. be this year. But going back, I have a problem with Eberflus's decision at the end of the first half. You were close enough that you could have had Santos make the attempt at the field goal. So instead of the interception, at least you could have had the opportunity for three more points. I think we have to look. uh, God knows I'm an optimist. God knows I am (laughs) always a glass half full type of guy. (laughs) But we have to take this for what it is. This could could have been the nail in Ibraflus's coffin. If they'd gone to six and eight, and they were still saying, oh, we're still in the playoff picture. We can still somehow make it in. Yeah. This is... Five and nine, they're out. Twice now, where his defensive play calling has given up three times double-digit leads late in the game given up for bad losses. Yeah, and of course, thanks. Thanks to the Artie party. Thanks to Arthur Smith and the Atlanta Falcons for giving us a little more agita 
a little more stress as they let the Panthers win. What the hell was that all about? Good Lord. That was another one of these games, about the 50th one this year, that set football back 50 years. God. Offensive ineptitude on both sides. Of course, now the Falcons going back to Taylor Heineke, as they now officially, I guess, are done with Desmond Ritter. And now we're getting to the point where the owner, Arthur Blank, has got to give votes of confidence and say, we'll see where we are at the end of the year when it comes to Arthur Smith and his job security. Here's where we read between the lines, kids. What he's saying is, if we're not fucking good enough to win this trash NFC South, then I'm going to fire his ass. And find somebody who can win this piece of crap. Because he's he's misused B. John Robinson. He can't figure out who his quarterback is. I'm hearing rumors that Justin Fields could end up there. The Bears could end up trading him to Atlanta. Because that is a big gaping opportunity hole for a quarterback. But my God, if they do that, they damn well better can Eberflus and Oh, they, uh, I, I, like they I have said, to. I've got to believe they that staff is gone to. now. That's why I'm saying you got to look at the positives here. Yeah, and I, I hope Fields lands in a place where he can excel because the Bears did him no favors. Well, they never do quarterbacks favors. No, you have freaking Pace and Nagy drafting him. And say, no, they're going to sit him for a year. And then in an attempt to save their jobs, they throw him to the wolves and ruin his confidence. Then you bring in Getsy and Eberflus, who have no clue how to utilize his skill set, trying to make him into something he's not, not putting him in any situation to succeed. I know. I know. I know. And I would just... I would kind of prefer he goes to the AFC. Instead of it coming I, back I, to haunt yes, us. Yeah. I, I, I could see that one. Not like Mitch Trubisky. I could see Fields coming back to haunt us if we yeah. let him go. I would prefer him to go to the AFC. See, we don't have to make that decision right away. You can keep him for another year. Yeah, you can. You can. You keep pick up the option. It's only six million. Right. You draft somebody, stay the hell away from Caleb Williams. We already said that. And May from North Carolina. You don't want to go to that well again. No. No, you take Marvin Harrison with that number one pick. And you get an offensive lineman as well. That would be the smarter move. That would be the smarter move. You buy yourself another year to see what you actually have. Maybe with a better offensive coordinator. Yep. Well, we had two, Dave. Not one, not one, but two of our long national NFL nightmares end this week. Thank God. Number one, of course, the Chargers finally fired Brandon (laughs) Staley. Finally. It took an embarrassing loss to Vegas. Now, this is what I found interesting. So they fired Brandon Staley. Nobody nobody should be disputing that. 
but they also fired the GM, Tom Telesco. Now, is it because he hired Staley? And would not get rid of him? Because in terms of personnel, that team is set to go. I, I think he was stubborn he, on his guy, Staley. Well, but that he, also, cost he also might have botched, even though I know it's a, a sore subject for you, because you and I are going against each other in the fantasy mm-hmm. football playoffs, and you've got one Austin Eckler. They botched the negotiations oh, with him. big time. And you wonder how much he really cares now and how much they care about playing him. Yeah. Are they looking to see what else they've got with Joshua Kelly? I think they are because Eckler's being on the field, his snaps have decreased. Oh, my God. He has lost oh my God, carries yeah. over the last yeah. three weeks. It's it, pitiful. Now, we'll see with the new head coach coming in how it works out. But I, I wonder if it wasn't something where they were saying, well, if he doesn't want to be here, then – don't feed him the ball. The season was done with this team in the first two months. Yeah, well, almost the first month. Yeah. They were done. Yeah, I don't blame Justin Herbert at all. He no. was dealing with problems with his non-throwing hand, and then he breaks the finger on his throwing hand, and he didn't have a chance. No, and he had a crap head coach. Yep. Who was in over his head. Long national nightmare that ends part two. Aaron Rodgers is not coming back this year. (laughs) Gee, we all knew that. Aaron didn't. Aaron's ego didn't. He he just dragged it out for his ego. Did not. We all should know that. Anybody with half a brain. He has to keep himself in the NFL spotlight at all costs. He is the Biggest egomaniac I have ever seen in sports. Bigger than LeBron. LeBron doesn't pull this kind of crap. No. No, he I, doesn't. No. Rogers is a special kind of asshat. Yeah. And we're going to have to go through this all again in another four or five months when training camps open. Because, of course, he said, Whoa, I love the head coach and I love the GM. And because he's basically been given the keys, he's running the team. Yeah, pretty much. You saw Nathaniel Hackett has no business coaching in the NFL anymore. Oh, but he'll be back because Aaron Rodgers loves him. God. Yeah, because he gets to call his own plays and Hackett's just a figurehead. Okay, Aaron, that sounds good to me. <laughs> And they'll bring back Jordy Nelson <laughs> to go with uh, Alan Lazar. Oh now, of course, God. you know, legitimately, they're talking about trading for Devontae Adams. Yeah. To reunite those two. Does Does Adams even want to work with him again? Who knows? I don't know. I, I, it, it's got to be a better situation than Vegas. That's debatable. Justin Fields could end up in Vegas. Potentially. And, of course, the upshot of all of this is the Jets missed the playoffs for the 13th straight season, which is the longest playoff drought in the four major United States sports. Gee, what, wasn't this the team that was touting they were Super Bowl bound? Oh, and the defense was comparable to the 85 Bears. <laughs> that 
That's where you <laughs> fucked up. You never should have keep the eighty-five bears out your damn mouth. mouth. You don't get to talk about our team. The football gods shat upon the Jets for the hubris. Absolutely. In other minor news, Teddy Bridgewater will retire after this year. A guy who made a lot of money, not doing a lot. Yeah, after that nasty knee injury. But you could tell he he didn't have the frame. He, He didn't. He was a stick figure back there. And he was just one hard hit away from a crippling injury. Which happened. Now, I don't know. Did you watch the Saturday game with the Colts and the Steelers? I caught bits and pieces of it. Steelers safety, DeMonte Kazee, suspended for the rest of the year. As he should be. For a nasty hit on Michael Pittman. He, his history of dirty hits had to be addressed. And this was the right call. Yeah. Yeah, and you've got to keep doing this and keep trying to hammer this point home for these players. And I know, again, you can debate. We've done it here in the past. You can debate whether they're not being coached properly in middle school and high school. Or if they're just assholes and don't care. But when you just launch yourself at a a defenseless receiver and you get hits like this, the league needs to come down and come down hard on you. Yeah. He had plenty of steps to adjust course. He had plenty of time. He went in with the intent to hurt. All right, let's look back at some of the games from last weekend. Of course, we discussed the embarrassment last Thursday night. The Raiders, after getting shut out in a 3 to nothing debacle with the Vikings, explode on the Chargers for 63 points, 63 to 21 final score. That, that buried... was a lot of pent up anger. <laughs> well, here's the thing good for the Raiders. They That's actually what you showed do. signs That's what of you life. Do. You, have, you, you lay a turd, and you bounce back, and you put up 63 points. Yep, you, you come sh- back you... and show some pride. Yeah. The Chargers did not. They keep rolling over. And rolling, they've rolled over for the last month. Yep. The, Staley lost that locker room, and they were not going to do anything to help him. Hence, ergo, and therefore why Mr. Staley was fired. And I would be shocked. Now, a lot of these other coaches come back as coordinators, as we've talked about, and some of them are better. I I wouldn't hire him as my defensive oh, coordinator. Hell no. That with all that defense of talent he had in San Diego. He didn't utilize him at all. And I know Vance Joseph earlier on this year with the the Broncos led up 70 to the Dolphins, but they adjusted and came back. Yeah. And have put together a very good year defensively since. Again, this is what you do. Everybody has a bad week. Yep. Everybody has a bad week. The 49ers lost three in a row earlier this year. Remember that? Yeah. And now all of a sudden we're crowning them the greatest team of all time. Everybody seems to forget they lost three in a row. Yep. You, they just how do you respond well now? How do you respond to adversity? 
Again, great that we've got Saturday football. Great, great, great. How about those Bengals? I turned <laughs> the game off, Dave. I turned this game off. I thought when I saw Blanchard throw a pick in the third quarter, I thought game was done. Over, I'm taking a nap. I'm taking a siesta before the night game. And then I wake up, get halfway through. Yeah, get halfway into the Colts, Steelers, and then I see the Bengals came all the way back and won in overtime. Zach Taylor's a damn good coach. He does not get enough credit. Considering the fact that Joe Burrow has this little injury thing going now, Zach Taylor keeps his team together. Jamar Chase got knocked out of the game. He lost a a crucial defensive player, two of them actually. Lost a cornerback for the year, lost an interior lineman for the game, and they still came back and won this in overtime. Now, Nick Mullins... Didn't do himself any favors with one of the most ridiculously pathetic interceptions I've ever seen in my life when he's getting pulled to the ground and throws the ball, bouncing off, I believe, his lineman and then into the lap of the defensive lineman. Yeah, that was just absolutely horrendous. You just That's, can't You do eat that. it at that point. Yeah. So good for the but, Bengals. Uh, Bengals now fully in the playoff hunt in the AFC Despite the loss, the Vikings are still in control of their own destiny in the NFC. Frightening. Colts easily take care of business against the Steelers, 30-13. to Lots of negativity coming out of the Pittsburgh camp this week. We've heard Ben Roethlisberger bad-mouthing, the lack of leadership on the offense. Now for yeah. two weeks in a row, I believe, we have had two different receivers not blocking. Yeah, downfield when they're supposed to. Now the latest perpetrator, George Pickens, trying yeah. to justify why he didn't want to block. Yeah, no. Shut up, Pickens. You are riding your own ticket out of town. Good luck with that lack of effort of anybody wanting you. Yeah, and the sad thing is now it's all getting deflected back on Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin does not have control of the locker room. Mike Tomlin does not have control of these players. How is he allowing this lack of discipline with the proud Steelers organization? So that's what scares me when we get to our picks for this week. Very, very crucial. Yes. AFC North matchup coming up. Then the night game on Saturday. The Lions showed up. Jerry yeah, Goff did. showed up. And again, Surprisingly. Again, this was a bounce back. Again, how many? How weeks? do you respond to a bad game? A couple of bad games. Yes. So they five they touchdown found passes. A way. They five, found a way. Five touchdown passes for Jared Goff. I still don't think their defense will hold up once they hit the playoffs. But for now, they are back in control of the NFC North, and the Broncos. I won't say they are who we thought they were. But they're not, not a good game for them. Now, how do they bounce How back? are they going to come back? How do That's... they respond? Now, they've got a cakewalk game this week. What should be. So they should be 8-7. and seven. Yeah, because of, uh, well, we'll get to that when we get into our discussion. Yep. Then, of course, Sunday games, we talked about Bears-Browns. How about the Buccaneers? Going into Lambeau and basically Lam- destroying 
the Packers' playoff hopes. Yeah, the Packers got lambasted at Lambeau. And Baker Mayfield becomes the first quarterback ever, visiting quarterback ever, to post a perfect 158.3 rating against the pack at Lambeau. That was impressive. Mayfield looks like he may have finally found a home. Yeah, Baker Mayfield, 22 of 28, 381 yards, four TD passes. He did lose a fumble, but that, of course, doesn't count against his QB rating. Right. I'll tell you right now, as a Buccaneers fan, I wouldn't mind having him back, but I'm not giving him $40 million a goddamn year. No, you can't. He doesn't deserve it. He's never deserved that. I I go to him and say, I'll give you four years, $100 million. 60 guaranteed. Yeah. He'd be worth that. My bigger concern, my, my bigger concern with the Buccaneers is how long Todd Bowles can keep coaching like this. Now, they are exceeding expectations this year. They were supposed to be one of the worst three or four teams in the league. They are in charge now of the trash NFC South. Big game coming up here, Battle of Florida this week. I I worry less about Baker Mayfield than I do about Todd Bowles. Let's put it that way. Bowles can find a way to screw this up. C.J. Stroud out for the Texans with a concussion. So Case Keenum steps in on the road in Nashville, and the Texans keep their playoff hopes alive in overtime. Now, I I, I don't know if they can sustain this. So many injuries. They've lost Tank Dell, Nico Collins. We don't know when he's coming back. Yeah, Texas is... They're thin. They are thin at all key positions right now. And the Titans are pretty much done. The thing that's shocking me is I'm not hearing a lot of love for D'Amico Ryans for coach of the year. They're eight and six. I know. There should be a lot of love for him right now. How about them Cowboys? (laughs) (laughs) Dave, I think it's time. I think it's time. Oh, but it was raining. No, I think it's time for a for a little bit of. Uh, we fucking told you so. That the Cowboys are not good on the road, and yeah. the Bills are playing great football right now. Yes, and how about James Cook? Good Ran all Lord. over the Cowboys. Josh Allen in the post game press conference. I didn't have to do anything. Yeah, huh? I I just handed the ball off to Cook. Yep. <laughs> Be, again, you get rid of Ken Dorsey as the offensive coordinator, get a new mindset, a, yep. new, a new scheme in there, and now James and now Cook is a stud. Off. He better be a stud for me this week. He better <laughs> I be. need him to have a bad game this week. <laughs> but great to see the Bills just trample the Cowboys 31 well, to 10. Yep, and Jerry Jones was crying because they had to deal with rain. Well, guess what? So did Buffalo. They were playing in the same mess. Candy ass. And then the uh, Ravens take care of business down in Duval. Again, they had the same type of weather on the East Coast. It was all up and down. The Eastern Seaboard, rain, miserable weather. The Ravens win in that type of weather. The Ravens are that type of team. That's how they're built. They are a bad weather team. Yep. 
and the Jaguars could not handle it. I still don't know if Trevor Lawrence is 100%. No, and he just go into concussion protocol yep. now. So, so coming off the ankle injury, now into concussion. Yep. 23-7. The Jaguars are starting to slide badly, back to 8-6. and six. And then Monday night, of course, talking about a team that's in a slide. Boy, the Eagles are in rough shape right now. They allowed Drew Locke to put together a comeback drive for the ages at the end of that game through a couple passes that were ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Madden Madden game passes that never should have had a chance at completing. Yep. Seahawks come back and win 20 to 17 up in the Pacific Northwest. Handing, unfortunately, for the time being, the Cowboys control of their division. Yeah. The NFC East. I I think Jalen Hurts is beat up. I think that team on defense doesn't know what they're doing. Defensively, they are a mess. Well, you hand the reins to Matt Patricia this week. What the hell was that all about? That's the dumbest fucking idea Well, and here's the thing. You look at the score, I'm wondering where the offense is coming from. You put up 17 17, points. That's it. On two Jalen Hurts short runs. Yeah. Where the hell is everything else? You've got he wasn't throwing downfield. You've got Swift. You've got Gainwell. You've got Stevante Smith. You have got got AJ AJ Brown. Brown. You've got weapons left and right. Why were things why were you not throwing? And again, Hurts supposedly ill. I still think he's not healthy. I still think he's got knee issues. But yeah. they have got a cakewalk the last three weeks. They should be able to win out two of the three games against the Giants. Yeah. Tommy DeVito. <laughs> we'll get to him we'll later. We'll get to him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Hey, let's put in an order. <laughs> we have it. I believe we can go ahead and give you a little foreshadowing. We have a dumbass who might have redeemed himself. Let's say that. That's how where we'll go with that. Yeah. With with Tommy DeVito. All right, moving on to week 16. And Dave, there will be spillage. You know this, people. We'll do two or three games here and then carry on to segment two with the rest. Thursday night, December the 21st, the Saints and the Rams in L.A. at SoFi Stadium, both seven and seven. Ugh. It's a tale of two teams. The Rams are actually starting to gel right now. The Saints are still helter-skelter. Yeah, now Chris Olave should be back for this game to give Derek Carr some kind of additional weaponry. But the Rams are healthy. They're clicking on all cylinders. They've actually got a running game now. Yeah. Rams, easy for me. Easily for the Rams. We have all eight picks in, people. Yes. First time in a long time. miracle. Yeah. And an early Merry Christmas to you kids. Rams across the board, except the big blue W is going with the Saints. Probably trying to pick up some ground. Yep. Saturday. Now, there are a couple games, but the one that we care about, we we only pick the best games. Yeah. Bengals go in to play the Steelers. Now, we talked about the mess the Steelers are. Great dramatic comeback for the Bengals. It scares me a little bit 
but I cannot go against the Bengals right now. They're the more talented team. Now the Steelers are turning to Mason Rudolph. God help us. God help them. Yeah. No. No, all, all everything's pointing to the Bengals, and everybody has taken them across the board. Moving on to Sunday, December the 24th, the Colts going into the Artie party down yep. in Atlanta to play the Falcons. Again, Colts across the board. Yeah. No uh, how can you have any faith in the Falcons after they lost to the Panthers? Yeah, and Minshew is finding his rhythm at quarterback. Yep. And then finally, the last one we're going to pick here in the first segment. Now, this is interesting because, okay, the Seahawks are going down to Nashville to play the Titans, but after the big miraculous Drew Locke comeback, they're going back to Geno Smith. Who should be healthy. I still think more talented team is Seattle. Yeah, definitely. The way they were able to keep the Eagles in check, they should be able to keep this underperforming Titans offense in check. Agree. So Seahawks across the board, except Mrs. C is going with the Titans. All right, kids, there you go. That's a wrap for segment one. As your Uncle Dave said, though, a little bit of spillage. A little bit. Not too bad this week. Yeah, so. not too bad. So we got a few games left on the NFL slate, and we'll move on to Week two of the Great Equalizer, our college bowl picks. Yep, we'll recap what we've had so far. We'll we'll pick and choose. Yeah. Some of these games. Some were just trash. Yep. Uncle Dave and I, we'll be right back, kids. Stay tuned. Hi, my name is Kyrie Irving, NBA superstar of the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, the Boston Celtics. Whoops. Brooklyn Nets. Damn. Dallas Mavericks. And while I may leave a trail of wreckage wherever I go, I still like to spend my off time listening to Sports Frenzy on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, Stitcher, Amazon, and Audible. And if you don't like it, it's not my fault. It's your fault. Hell, nothing's ever my fault. Kyrie is never, ever wrong, people. All right, kids. December 20th here as we record 2023. Dropping Thursday the 21st. It's Spillage on Spotify, Google, Radio, Public, Pocket Cast, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, Amazon, Audible, and iHeart Sports Frenzy 2.0, baby. Otherwise known as iHeart Radio. He's the maestro, Kevin Crane. He is a conquistador, Dave Height, And Dave's already given you our sentiments, but we need to keep repeating them throughout the show. Since this is the last Sports Frenzy Sports Edition before Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to everybody out there. Check out the Facebook page. Although we're giving you all eight picks. That's right. It's a Christmas miracle that we all have them. So we're going to continue with our NFL picks for week 16. The Lions going up to the cold climbs of the Twin Cities to play the Minnesota Vikings. We talked about Nick Mullins 
with one of the most egregious, awful interceptions of all time that helped to contribute to the Bengals' big comeback win. The Lions, of course, coming off five TD passes from Jared Goff. Yep, big comeback there, even though it's not going to be that cold in Minnesota. Not what you would normally expect at this time of year. Yeah, It's going to be a mild Lions for everybody except the big blue W. Yep, he's taking Minnesota. I just, I don't like the fact that Minnesota doesn't know who's going to run the ball. I think now they've basically gotten rid of my preseason fantasy football sleeper stud pick, Alexander (laughs) Madison. Way to go, Kev. And somehow I make the playoffs despite an idiotic pick like that. It happens. But now I think they're going with Ty Chandler, but still not an intimidating running game for the Vikings. You don't know how well that connection is with Justin Jefferson and Nick Mullins. I I will take Laporta, Montgomery. Oh, absolutely. Amon Ross St. Brown. I I will take the skilled players on that offense. Yeah. The Lions are the better team. All right. I put trash game. Yeah, I was going to say trash game. I put this one on because it's so bad. Good luck figuring this one out. This this was a coin flip game, kids. The four and ten commanders going in to MetLife Stadium to play the five and nine New York Jets. God. I think Sam Howell is going to play quarterback, even though he got benched. Yeah, I would think he would. He would give them their best chance. I don't know after the blowout shutout to Miami if Soleil hasn't lost the Jets' locker room. Well, all I'm thinking is now that Aaron Rodgers, the de facto president and general manager of the Jets, has come out and said he wants everybody back. Uh, Uh, My problem is I'm going to go with the better defense. The Jets have the better defense. They do, but are they still going to show up for no reason? All I'm looking at is the Washington Commanders have let up more sacks than any other team in the NFL. That defense will feast. On they Sam should. Howell. They should. An early Christmas feast. <laughs> I think it's going to be an ugly, low-scoring game, even even with Sam Howell putting up some very decent fantasy yeah. numbers this year. I don't know who the quarterback for the Jets is going to be. <laughs> is know. it going to be the pretty boy with the concussion? Is it going to be Trevor Simeon? Oh, God. <laughs> It like I said, I flipped a coin for this one. This will be and it landed tails, which meant the commanders. Uh yeah, it's gonna be like a six three, nine six type game. Another one setting football back to the dark ages. Yep. So I'm taking the commanders along with Mrs. C and uh, Doug. <laughs> That's why you hesitated <laughs> there, right? You saw that and you go, Oh god. Oh god. Yep. Jets for Aaron, for Nick, Bill, Sam, and me. All right. Moving on. We kind of talked about this one a little bit earlier. Yep. Browns at the Texans. Believe it or not, Bill and Jen are taking the Texans. 
the and you wonder for everybody else. You wonder how much research they did. Maybe they, yeah. they're thinking what I did, because I did switch my pick plenty of time before the deadline. Right. But when I heard that C.J. Stroud, Stroud was going to be out, that Browns defense should be able to keep Case Keenum in, in check. In check. Yep. Here we go. Now we got three good games. Three boom, good boom, games boom. to close out the slate here with the pros. The Battle of Florida. The 8-6 and six Jacksonville Jaguars go into Raymond James Stadium to play the 7-7 seven and seven Buccaneers with the red-hot Baker Mayfield and the not-hot Trevor Lawrence. I'm looking at the coaches. I cannot get, <laughs> I cannot get my, my mind from being fixated on Todd Bowles, still 7-7. Seven and seven. And he's a defensive coach, and the Bucks' defense is trash. It is, but... Uh, they got the, a great offense, though. The Jaguars' offense is not really clicking right now, either. I got to go with Doug Peterson. I got to figure, back against the wall now, Doug Peterson will get the Jaguars somehow, someway, to beat the Buccaneers. Yeah, well... Nick and Aaron agree with you. The rest of us are taking the hometown bucks. I, and I got to There's no way Baker Mayfield puts up another game like he put up at Lambeau. Just, I'm just saying. It is time for the Jaguars to show up. It is time for We've Doug been Peterson. Thinking they were going to do that most of this year. And, and I told been you, a I did tell you before the season. I said they were a year away. I said they were a year away. Now, I expected them to be better than this. Yeah, but... But I, I did not think that this was going to be the year for them to make a Super Bowl run. No, but, I but thought, we expected better yes. from them. All right. <laughs> Cowboys going down to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Hard Rock Stadium, baby. You know what that means. Dolphins across the board because the Cowboys can't play it. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no wait. No. Sorry. Doug. <laughs> Doug's taking the Cowboys. Cowboys uh, are trash on the road. Dolphins next to the Cowboys could be the best team at home in the NFL. Yeah, they had that hiccup at home a couple weeks ago. Against the Titans. Yep. Against the Titans. And Tyreek should be back. Tyreek should be back. McDonald or McDaniels took the fall in a profanity-laced tirade after that hiccup. And he's gonna he's made the adjustments last week against the Jets. They're gonna be fine. Now I don't watch I'm not watching the in-season hard knocks with the Dolphins, but I did hear the big touchdown pass last week when they destroyed the Jets to Jalen Waddle. He called that. They have it on tape. <laughs> yeah. He called yeah. it on the sidelines and said, This is gonna be a one play drive, touchdown to Waddle. Yeah. If they play this defense, and yep. when he saw it, he said, it like, one, one play, play touchdown, touchdown to Waddle. And he, just, he, was, <laughs> he was just doing this. <laughs> <laughs> you played right into my plans. Yep. Yep. He's, a, he's an evil pothead genius is what he is. <laughs> I'm impressed. He knows what he's doing with that offense. Yep. He's got be that a big team win. believing. This will be a big win for them if they can pull this off. Yeah. Because next game impacts them directly. Because now we get the number one seed 
in the yep. AFC going Monday night, Christmas night. Yep, Ravens going to San Francisco. Dave, how awesome is it that we get one Christmas with the <laughs> NFL and not the NBA? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Another Christmas miracle. Oh, I thought Christmas Day there were like, oh, no, it's nope. Sunday. There's like five NBA games. That's fine because there's still there's NFL. Still more NFL and there's the NFL board. all day Christmas. Yep, capping it off with the night game with Troy Aikman and Joe Buck, Woo-hoo! the number one team in the NFC, the number one team in the AFC. A Super Come. Bowl preview? Could it be a Super Bowl rematch I from a few years yes. ago? Yes, yes, yes. The Ravens. Go to San Francisco to Santa Clara, yeah, to play the 49ers. <sighs> Intriguing, we have one to center. Yes, Sam is taking the Ravens. There is no way in hell the Ravens have enough offense to to keep up with the 49ers. No, they do as not. good as the Ravens defense is, as it always is. No way. There's no too way. many weapons. Yep. No way. That the Niners have. No way. So everybody but Sam taking the Niners. And there you go. All right. College. College football, and we got a lot to discuss in college. We're going to cherry pick with the bowl games. Yeah, because let's face it, the early bowl games, there's too damn many, and nobody really cares. Yep. Let's go through the few bowl games that we have picked so far that were of any significance. Boise State does not show up in the L.A. Bowl against UCLA, so Chip Kelly wins 35-22. to That one kind of shocked me. Yeah, that I was disappointed Boise State did not put up a better fight. Western Kentucky with a massive comeback against Old Dominion. <sighs> And that was a major 21 letdown. points down in the fourth quarter. How do you give that up? It's pathetic. So in overtime, in the famous Toastery Bowl, Western Kentucky wins 38-35. Now, we did research on what famous Toastery was last yes, week. Yes, we did. I also found out that this is the Bahamas Bowl. The reason why it's not the Bahamas Bowl is stadium renovations. Ah, so well, the, the, there the we famous go. Toastery Bowl is new and temporary. Okay, this until is normally, they can get back to the Bahamas right, to play. This is normally the Bahama Bowl slot. And I, now I will admit ignorance on this. Last night, University of Texas San Antonio comes back from a early 14-point deficit to beat Marshall 35-17, but here's where I'm admitting ignorance. <clears throat> the Frisco Bowl, right? I always assumed the Frisco Bowl was San Francisco. Yeah. No, it is Frisco, Texas. Okay. Never knew that. Always assumed this was a San Francisco baseball. Yeah. But, well, we never watch it. Yeah. Because it's such a minor bowl played midweek. No, it is played in Frisco, Texas. Well, there you go. All right, so let's look at the headlines in college football, and then we will jump into our week two bowl picks. 
the official accusations, the official notice of infractions has been levied against Michigan. Yep. Including an L1, level one against Jim Harbaugh and four level two infractions against the university football program for COVID recruiting violations. Now, I'm still foggy on whether or not this self-imposed four-game suspension will alleviate anything, cancel out anything when it comes to penalties you know, that come from this. I think Michigan was figuring that they wouldn't be that severe as an L1. I think they were looking maybe L2, maybe 3. I think he's looking at more more time. I think he's looking at an NFL job is what I think he's looking at. He's been trying to self-destruct his career at Michigan. And somehow he could end up walking bass backwards into a national title. Yeah, despite all his best efforts. Yep. Here locally, Notre Dame. Got to look for a new offensive coordinator as Jared Parker is now the new head coach at Troy. You know what? I'm not going to be sad to get a new offensive coordinator coming in that was very pedestrian this year with between the offensive coordinator and the uh, receivers coach. There was a whole lot and not much, especially on the road. And then in terms of the Hurricanes, congrats to Manny Diaz, former Hurricanes head coach. He will now take over as the new Duke head coach. There you and go. he'll end up playing his former employer pretty much every year. I think Duke and Miami play almost every year. Yeah. Speaking of another former Miami coach, Mr. Greg Schiano, who should be the head coach of the <laughs> Hurricanes. Ain't going to happen now. Extension. Contract extension with Rutgers because Rutgers is smart. They are. Rutgers locks up Greg Schiano through the 2030 season. Good for them. Good for Greg Schiano. Always loved the man. Didn't understand why he got a bad rap with the Buccaneers. Should have been the head coach, as I mentioned, with the Hurricanes. Oregon State and Washington State. The Pac-2. Have now signed another interesting deal not football related we know we talked about this recently where they did make the deal with football in the mountain west but now they are looking to become affiliates of the west coast conference in basketball as well as other sports interesting so you figured this was coming they were gonna yeah, have to do they something. had to do something they couldn't be out there on an island no with all the transfer portal stuff, everybody going pro. Good news for Georgia. Their quarterback, Carson Beck, is going to come back to the Bulldogs for 2024. There you go. And another one of those little sneaky, really, you can get away with doing this things? Alabama hires former Michigan <laughs> linebacker coach George Harlow. George Halo. 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 Not, not like not H-A-L-O. Because God knows right now, nobody with that Michigan program <laughs> has, has got a halo. <laughs> H-E-L-O-W. So a little bit of that uh, gamesmanship. A little bit of trying to 
to soak up all that knowledge yeah. of what, what's Harbaugh hmm. doing ahead of their matchup in the national semifinals. There should, you know, in a situation like that, there should be zero contact for situations like that. That's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, but what, where are you going to draw the line? I mean, he's been, I, I believe it's been two years since he was affiliated with the Michigan program. You got to give the guy a chance to earn a living. Yeah, but still. Even if he's a dirty, rotten spy! Still, I. That reeks. That reeks of sending a spy into the stadium to record signals being called in. <laughs> All right. Can I slip in my Clint Eastwood badass of the yes, week? Yes. Yes, you can. Okay. We don't normally, and I, I'm still confused about all these different divisions and levels in college football. The D2 title game, from what I understand, this is the D2 title game, featured Harding winning 38-7 to over the Colorado School of Mines. Yes. M-I-N-E-S, mine, as in minors, not mimes. <laughs> I would make a joke about that, but then I wouldn't be able to say anything. It's, it's a podcast. That would kind of be against the point of a podcast. Exactly. But I do need to call out for the Colorado School of Mines. John Matoka. I hope I'm not butchering his name. Don John Matoka, Don Matocha. Nobody knows this. Nobody knows this stuff. Even though his team lost to Harding in the D2 title game, John Matoka is the NCAA all-time touchdown leader across all divisions. Wow. Going into the title game, 190 total touchdowns, 161 passing, 28 rushing, one receiving. I don't care how you do it. I don't you care. Did well, it? Yep, he is my Clint Eastwood badass of the week. Even though runner-up this year in the title game in D two, that's still an impressive career. Yep, and who knows with the way <laughs> things go here, Mister Irrelevant last year is now going to be the NFL MVP. Yeah, in the you know, so who knows? Who knows? He might get a shot. Yep. All right. This week's round of bowl games, Saturday, December the 23rd, the second part of the day. I had to split the day up to give us like a nice even slate. The 68 Ventures Bowl. What the hell is that? I it's called no the Venture idea. Brothers Bowl. <laughs> That's what I thought. South uh, Alabama, Eastern Michigan. Now, the point spread on this was pretty hard to ignore. It was 15 and a half. Uh, Eastern Michigan does not have a great bowl record. This is only like what South Alabama's fourth bowl game. They're one and two but otherwise, they're but they're favored so and heavily. Half. And looking at the stat lines, yeah, that's why. Notice how it's split. It's a split bill. The old guard, you and I, and Sam and Bill. Take South Alabama. Yep, we're going with the Jaguars. Jen, Nick, Doug, and Aaron take Eastern Michigan. By the way, going back to fantasy football, did you notice who made the playoffs and who didn't? 
Yes, yes, I the did. The old guard <laughs> made the playoffs. You and I and Sam and Bill, the youngins couldn't pull it off. Nope. The Las Vegas Bowl. Utah versus Northwestern. There is no way in no holy way. freaking hell. No way Northwestern stands a chance. But Mrs. C is taking them. Yeah, we better be careful, though. <laughs> That's that. true. Yeah. But, yeah. This Weird was things happen in the easy, bowl games. Easy pick. Easy pick. The Hawaii Bowl. Coastal Carolina versus San Jose State. Shocked a little bit by the point spread. San yeah. Jose State favored by 10. I, I, Coastal Carolina over the last few years has been a much better program. Deserving of a little bit more respect. I But looking at the numbers. Looking I, at the conference. Yep. San Jose State for six of us. Jen and Nick going with Coastal Carolina. Moving on to Tuesday, December the 26th, the Quick Lane Bowl. Bowling Green versus Minnesota. Island boy. <laughs> no, you are not. Oh, that's right. Jen Jen hopped on with me. That's yep. right. Bowling Green for the two of you. Minnesota for the rest of I us. I will tell you why. I will tell you why. Number one, Minnesota does not deserve to be in a bowl. They got in because there were not enough six-win teams. They are five and seven. And Bowling Green has played very good football the last month and a half versus Minnesota getting pretty much beaten up by everybody in the Big Ten. I, this one, I'm going Bowling Green. There you go. I could not go with a MAC team here. It'll probably bite me, but there you go. Now, this one, I almost pulled the trigger on the island pick, but I couldn't do it. First responder bowl, Texas State and Rice. (sighs) Everybody's taking Texas State. I flirted with Rice. There's something. If if Rice wins this, I'm going to be mad because I really would not be shocked. I really was thinking about going with Rice on this. I, you know, when I send you my picks, they're always in bold and underlined. Yep. I always bold first. I had rice in bold, and I overthought it and changed it. Well, and we don't know if you overthought it. Right. We don't know. We'll see. I will just put this out there right now and say this is one of those games where I would not be shocked to see the upset. The guaranteed rate bowl. <laughs> I'm sorry. Every time I hear guaranteed rate. Think how <laughs> shitty the socks are. Kansas and UNLV. This is this is going to be a blowout. I'm sorry. I UNLV can't had see a UNLV nice UNLV hanging with Kansas. No, they had a nice run early in the year, but Kansas has taken a step up as a program. They are much better than they they were under yep. Charlie Weiss. Yeah, and previous regimes. Point spread twelve and a half. Yep, but Mrs. C has taken UNLV. Gambling on the running ribs. Yep. Wednesday, the 27th, the Military Bowl. No military team. No. Virginia Tech versus number 23, Tulane. Again, rankings are AP. Again, double-digit point spread. Va Tech by 10. I agree with it, though. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 Tulane's a nice story this year. They are, but... Looking at conferences, yep. Conference play again comes into it. Yep. So you still. and me and Sam and Jen take Vod Tech. Bill 
Nick, Doug, and Aaron take Tulane, so we're split. Yep. Four and four. Four, four. Duke's Mayo Bowl. North Carolina versus West Virginia. North Carolina has not played well down the stretch. They, of course, their star quarterback is now not going to play. Right. Going into the NFL draft. It's going to make a major difference. West Virginia has looked pretty decent down the stretch. There you go. West Virginia for you, me, Sam, and Aaron. Yep. Bill, Jen, Nick, and Doug take the Tar Heels split again. Yep. The Holiday Bowl, number 16, Louisville versus USC. Now, I do have a little <laughs> bit of trepidation here because of how badly Louisville looked against Florida State in the ACC title game. But, but no Caleb Williams for USC. And USC's defense sucks ass. Thank you. Very eloquently put, by the way. Yeah, that's yes. what I thought. Yep. No, Louisville. Basically across the board. Basically, Nobody has any faith in Lincoln Riley and USC. Yeah, that defense is just garbage. Now, this was a tough one. I will admit, tough, tough pick. The Texas Bowl. Ooh. Texas A&M and number 22, Oklahoma State. Because we all know <laughs> that our man, Mike Gundy, has a tendency to Gundy himself at the worst <sighs> possible time. Yeah, and he's actually surprised us several times this year. I'm I'm afraid this might be it, but I don't think so. No, I Texas AM said got so many players. There's, I know I know we weren't gonna talk about the transfer portal. No, but, but it just makes they have got so many players that leaving that program. And then they're bringing in Duke's head coach, which I don't think inspires a ton of confidence. No, it doesn't. No. I, I will go one more time with the mullet. Yep. Oklahoma State for everybody. But Bill and Aaron. Thursday night, December the 28th, the Fenway Bowl, number 17, SMU versus Boston College. SMU's offense is dynamic. It is SMU across the board. As much as I wanted to pick my man, Greg Shianu, in a revenge bowl <sighs> game at the Pinstripe Bowl, Rutgers versus the Hurricanes, I think this is going to be a showcase for the new Miami Hurricanes quarterback. Yep. I just don't think Rutgers has got enough on offense. Nope. But Sam is on Rutgers Island. Everybody else takes Miami. The Pop-Tarts Bowl. Yes, I said <laughs> the Pop-Tarts Bowl. This could be one of the better matchups. This, this could be a fun game to watch. Number 19, North Carolina State versus Kansas State. I know North Carolina State's got an awesome, awesome defense. But I think Kansas State is a more well-balanced team. I could see this being a great, great game. This is a field, field goal, goal game. game. I will take Kansas State. So is Sam and Bill. And that's it. And that's it. The three of you, the rest of us, taking the Wolfpack. Yep. Five for the Wolfpack, three for Kansas State. And finally, another good matchup. That, in the that Alamo one was Bowl. actually a really tough one to yeah, pick. Yeah, that was the last one I picked. That was the last game I picked. Alabama, Alamo Bowl. The Alamo. Sorry, I yes. got too many A's. Alamo, Arizona, Alabama. Uh, da, 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 da. We the Alamo good. Bowl. The Alamo Bowl, number 14, Arizona. Number 12, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, nice, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. The nice Arizona story comes to an end. Big 12, tougher division, tougher conference than the Pac-12. 
I take Oklahoma despite the fact they won't have their starting quarterback. Right. They just have a better team overall. So, Arizona for Jen, Nick, and Doug. Oklahoma for the rest of us. And there you go. Yeah, jumping the gun here a little bit with the Alabama talk. That's next week. Yeah. That's next week when we get to our picks for the college football semifinals along with the New Year's Six Bowls. Yep. So next week's bowl picks will be much more enticing, much more interesting than the Pop-Tarts Bowl. <laughs> or the 68 Ventures. Or the, the Frisco <laughs> or the Frisco Bowl that doesn't happen in San Francisco but happens in Texas. Yep. All right. That wraps up football talk in segment two. Segment three coming up right after this little message. Hi, I'm Patrick, not Pat, Mahomes, Super Bowl champion and MVP. And when I'm not trying to keep my wife and brother in line, I'm listening to Sports Frenzy on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, Stitcher, Amazon, and Audible. Brittany! Come on, stop posting on Twitter. Jackson, will you please get off TikTok? (sighs) Man, it's times like these. I really miss doing stupid, silly State Farm ads with Coach Reed. All right, everybody, third and final segment here. Taping December the 20th, 2023, Sports Frenzy 2.0, your favorite politically incorrect sports commentary podcast, along with the man, the myth, the legend, my brother from another mother, the conquistador, Dave Height. Hi. I am the maestro, Kevin (laughs) Crane. (laughs) So we've gotten through football, two segments of football, so now it's time to mop up and get everything out, get the jizz off the floor. (laughs) Clean it all up. Clean it all up. Get ready for the weekend edition. Shine up that glory hole all nice and pretty in the bathroom. All right, baseball, just real quick. We're not going to get into the whole Shohei Otani thing again. No, that's done and over with. We might revisit it later, although we do have to follow up with the Dodgers. They, of course, because they've got so much extra cap room or luxury tax room. Yeah. They pick up Tyler Glass now and Manuel Margot from the Tampa Bay Rays and immediately signed Glass now to a five-year, $136.5 million deal because they can, because of Shohei fucking Otani. And the fact they circumvented the spirit of the rules. And I heard some people actually pointing this out. Where is the commissioner? Yeah. Remember back in the day? Step in and pull the big voice and say, no, no, no. They pointed out, I think it was Bowie Kuhn back in the seventies when the A's tried to pull a salary dump and get rid of all the guys from their Vita blue. Yeah. Joe Rudy tried to get rid of all of them. And he stepped in and said, for the betterment of the game, you are not allowed allowed to to happen. No. For the betterment of the game. Yeah. You think fucking Rob Manford cares about the betterment of the game? No. 
I will stick by what I said. This Shohei Otani deal kills my interest in baseball. Kills yep, it. Yep, it's the death knell for the game. Yep. And, of course, for our teams. Who gives a shit? <laughs> with this, I guess, the fifth year of the all-MLB team, we did not get a first-teamer or a second-teamer between the Cubs and the White Sox. Which is ridiculous for the Cubs as much as you guys were in it. It doesn't shock me. I thought Bellinger would probably be a second teamer, but nope. Nope. Nothing. Nope. One of the last, in my opinion, few great players left in baseball, Andrew McCutcheon. Good for him going back to the Pirates. Yeah. One more year, $5 million. Started there, ended there. Yep. One of the few, again, class acts. Yeah, and there's not many. Yep, and he has never been a money-hungry, greedy bastard. No, he has not. He's played for the love of the game. Yep, speaking of money-grubbing, greedy bastards, Max Scherzer had back surgery, so he will be out at least until midseason. I don't know, is, is Steve Cohen from the Mets paying him? Are the Rangers paying him? Who's paying him? He's Somebody's done. paying him a lot of money. He's done. The sad thing is, four or five years ago, I thought he was on track to be one of the best modern era pitchers, along with his battery mate in New York early last year, Justin Verlander. Yeah. And over the last few years, I've lost a ton of respect for Max Scherzer. Yeah, Scherzer has done nothing to help his legacy. No, between the injuries, between wanting Max money for less than maximum effort. Yeah. And that, that year with no the Dodgers, when the Dodgers picked him up, and he bowed out in the playoffs and said, I, I can't pitch. Yeah. I'm no, not ready yet. Done. Nope. Nope. Lost a lot of respect for him. All right. NASCAR. Let's have some fun. Let's have some fun with NASCAR. Well, first, let's take care of fitness. The business. All right, these are what I'm calling, it's official. Things that we knew were coming, but now they are official. Papers have been signed. Eyes have been dotted. T's have been crossed. crossed. Noah Gregson has officially joined Stuart Haas Racing. He will be full-time in the Cup Series in the number 10 car in 2024. Shane Van Gisbergen. Man, he's going to be running a hell of a lot of races this year. Yeah, he's running all three series, isn't he? Yep, all three series, full-time in Xfinity for Kalig in 24, at least seven cup races for Trackhouse. Road courses. <clears throat> he No, actually, actually he, not he's too. not running all the road courses. He's, really? He's running a nice little cross-section. Ah, getting some experience. Yep, he is also running Arca, Daytona. And as you mentioned, he's going to dabble into the truck series a little bit. All right. I love this guy's energy. Yeah. He just wants in. He wants, he wants in. to race. He's an old school racer. Yep. Now, speaking of a guy who we don't know, hey, you want to race? Does he not want to race? Does he want to race? Does he not want to race? We talked about Noah Gregson taking over the number 10 car for Stuart Haas. Eric Almirola is like foot fungus. You just can't get rid of it. Eric Almarola will run part-time 
in the Xfinity Series in 2024 for Joe Gibbs Racing. Now, here's where we're going to have a little fun. Now, if you look back at your life, and I'm talking to Dave, I'm thinking of myself, all you people out there in podcast land, look back over your years. Of course, Dave Dave and I have more probably under our belts than most of you. Hopefully, we've got a younger audience out there. If not, we're in trouble. Yep. Because you're all going to end up dying tomorrow, and we're going to (laughs) lose half our audience. But you look back and you go, oh, that was a good year for me. 1987, great year for me. 2007, great year for me. Let's just say 2023 for Ryan Blaney is going to turn out to be one fucking hell of a year. Yep. He won his first, obviously. His first cup championship. But now he is officially engaged to Hooters Hall of Fame girl, Gianna Tulio. And if you have not seen the pictures of Gianna (laughs) Tulio, holy mother of God. Congrats, Ryan. I love you, man. I'm already committed to Ross Chastain as my favorite driver, but if it wasn't for that, you would be the man for me because this, this I can't, is, this is epic. Yeah. I can't top this. This is a this, 2023 for Ryan Blaney. It's about the best you can get. Yep. There you go. Woo. Holy mother. And check this, check her out. Kids get online. Gianna Tulio. Woo. I think she was Miss Hooters international 2021 also yeah so oh and by the fucking way when was somebody gonna tell me when was somebody gonna tell me tell you what speaking of engagements Haley Deegan's engaged no Haley Deegan's fucking engaged to be married you missed the boat my window is closed you slacker. The wit and the wisdom of the maestro. You didn't even have a chance to get a restraining order put on you. How is that fair? How is that fair? I was going to serenade her, bring her chocolates and roses and you, Bob Seger albums. Like you, I had, tried to you, had the, you had the fresh batteries in the boom box <laughs> and the trench yes. coat all ready to yes. go. Peter Gabriel all loaded up into the boom box. She's engaged, Dave. Haley Deegan is engaged to be married. How is that? I got to look at a picture of a guy posing here in the sunset on the beach to her. You slacker. Nobody to blame but yourself. Now I got to find the next future ex, Mrs. Crane. God damn it. God damn it. That's the worst news of the week. Actually not, because I have even worse news on the weekend edition. But yes. There we this go. Is, oh my God. I saw that today. I was like, Haley Deegan's engaged. Oh, you're killing me, Smalls. But I digress. You'll get over it. Moving on to our favorite sport, the NBA. <laughs> Your fucking Celtics made it a bad week for my magic. 
Yes, yes, they did. But I don't. Here's what I don't understand about the scheduling. Okay, the Magic are sixteen and nine. Took a couple steps back in the East. Why do you play the Celtics in Boston? Take a night off and then have to play the Celtics in Boston again. What the That's, fuck is that? That is absolutely stupid. That's, I thought we were supposed to have back to backs, where you go from right city you, back to right. You, you play, would play on the road, Boston, you play take a home. night off, and then play in Orlando. Yeah. That's how the no, schedule they had to, to play be. in Boston, take a night off, and play in Boston. That's again. crap. So that's why they lost too. That's to crap. The that is crap. Nino Likey. The Pistons. I don't know if they're playing tonight, but the Pistons now. The Spurs won a game. Holy cow. And God help us, as much as I hate Greg Popovich, the one game they won, they beat the Lakers. So kudos, there you go, to the grumpy old asshole Greg Popovich. <laughs> but the Pistons, twenty-four straight losses. Oof, oof. And again, we talked about this last week between the Pistons and then the Spurs having their long losing streak. The two highest-paid coaches in the NBA with these ridiculously long losing streaks. Yeah, absolute chaos. Speaking of streaks coming to an end, Steph Curry had a streak of 268 straight games in the regular season with a made three-pointer. That came to an end the other night. That's just crazy. And again, taking in a whole lot of different perspectives on sports radio, podcasts, shows, Thankfully, hearing a lot of people when when this news broke saying Steph Curry means more to the game of basketball than LeBron James ever will. Steph Curry changed the yeah. game. LeBron yeah, James did. did not change the game. LeBron hurt the game more than he helped it. Bad news for the Bulls. Zach Levine wants out. You know... Listening, that is not bad news for the Bulls. He has not been playing, and they have been playing better without him. I've noticed they've been playing better. I did yeah, not know he, he was has out. not been playing. They are a much better team without him in the lineup. So, from what I've been hearing on Chicago Sports Radio, see what you can get for him, whatever you can get. You're playing with house money is how they put it right now. Yep. And then, of course, on the the negative side of the NBA. Oh, boy. Don't know where to go here between these two. Um, I root for the fact that if somebody can redeem themselves and be a better person after multiple bad, <laughs> egregious, terrible missteps, I'm all for it, but that doesn't mean I have to get one positive and go, oh my God, it's so great. It's so great for him. They have got to prove it over and over and over to undo the negative. Yep. And of course, I'm talking about John Morant, who came back after his 25 game suspension. We talked about this last season with the gun violence, with the assaults. 
the videos, brandishing firearms, just completely clueless, inept, stupid behavior, cost him 7.6, approximately $7.6 million, 25-game <sighs> suspension without pay. He comes back first game for the Grizzlies last night. Game-winning, last-second shot to propel them to victory. And, of course, everybody celebrates. Oh, look, John Moran's back. Isn't it great for the game? Isn't it great no, for the NBA? it's not until he can prove to be a decent human being. He's got a long way to go. A before very he, long way to go. Before he would win me go. back, a long way to go. Long way to go. And then, unfortunately. But what's the over-under? Four months before he does something stupid again? Will he make it through the season? Yeah. Will he make it through the season? Yeah. About four months, right? Four or five months. It gets worse for the NBA. G League player Chance Comanche. What a name. Chance Comanche, along with his girlfriend, arrested on murder charges <laughs> stemming from a very sick, twisted, from what I can tell, sex game that they lured some poor woman into ended up strangling her killing her leaving her out in the las vegas desert jesus god what is wrong with people no repercussions no penalties what the hell no murder charges no, they're, they're going to get murder charges just what happens down the road with our wonderful judicial system <laughs> But, of course, he played for the, the Stockton Kings in the G League. They cut him immediately. Good. College uh, hoops. Col maybe a more pure and innocent? Shit. <laughs> version. Purdue is back to number one in the AP polls after they, I believe, knocked off Arizona this past week. Notre Dame, I saw, lost to the Citadel. Badly. And did you, did you hear Shrewsbury's press conference? Absolutely ripped his team. And he goes, leading up to pra practice, leading up to the game, no energy, shoot around, no energy. At least he apologized to the fans who paid to watch that game. And he goes, it stops with me. It's my fault. I've got to get the message to these guys about the culture we want to build, and this is not it. And if anybody doesn't want to work their butts off and play hard and put in the effort, I'll help you clear protocols and get you transferred out of here. That's what you got to do. You got to put your foot down right away, especially when he's just starting out. Yeah. And there was no hope for Notre Dame basketball this year. Bray left the program in shambles, which is why he was getting out. He had no recruits to come in. He left and half over half the team either graduated, actually more than half the team either graduated or left in the transfer portal. You had like three freshmen who were left. And when you're and, when you're drawing up your, your game plans on a cocktail napkin at the linebacker, yeah. that doesn't help either. Yeah. No, Bray left that program a mess, and Shrewsbury has to pick up the pieces. 
and he's got to lay the law you down. You got to. You got to do it now. You can't wait. Yeah. No. It's yeah. A twenty-point loss to the Citadel at home is unacceptable. Yep. So right now Notre Dame's sitting at the bottom of the ACC at four and seven. My Miami Hurricanes got screwed somehow. Did not lose this week. Eight and two, but they dropped out of the polls. Yeah, so, that makes zero sense. I guess they didn't beat LaSalle impressively enough. So that's fine. We'll be back. We were in the final four last year. Do not count out Jimmy Laranega and the boys. But should we count out the Blackhawks? Oh, they've been counted out since the start of the season. Although they did finally get back in the win column last night at home against Colorado 3-2. Bedard had two more assists. But... 10, 20, and 1, 21 points tied now with San Jose. Yep, and San Jose has played one more game. They're still battling for the basement. They have, a, like I've said, they have a lot of work yet to do rebuilding that roster. Well, it could be worse. The Ottawa Senators fired their head coach, DJ Smith, I believe the fourth NHL head coach already to lose his job this year. Yeah. No patience. So again, could be worse. Could be worse. All right, moments of silence. couple of big ones in basketball, but we'll start off with football. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Ed, buddy. Ed, buddy. Ed, buddy. Ed I'm not buddy. trying to make light. Sorry. No. It was just out there. I couldn't let it go. Ed, buddy. Member of the Kansas City Super Bowl champion team, I believe Super Bowl four. I believe so. Offensive lineman for that team passed away. So, of course, our thoughts and prayers go out to the families, the friends, the buddies of Ed Buddy. Sorry. He lived a full life. Come on. It's not like this is a 20-year-old dying in a car accident. That's right. He probably made it longer than I will. So if I want to make jokes about Buddy, hey, Buddy, his, I will. His, last, his middle name wasn't Lee. <laughs> I miss those commercials so much. I know. All right, let's get back to our moments. All right, now these, the one especially, because he was so young, Eric Montross. Oh. Championship again. We're talking all champions <clears throat> here, unfortunately, in the moments of silence. Championship with North Carolina 1993. First round draft pick, played for the Celtics. Um dies of cancer i believe in his early 50s yeah not good no nope um and then for me personally when i was growing up now dr j was the man dr j has always been will always be just like walter payton is in football to me dr j julius irving was my favorite basketball player growing up Now, that means that I have a little bit of a familiarity with the ABA because, of course, Dr. J was the man for the Nets in the ABA before he came over to the NBA, led the Sixers to a title. But another legend of the ABA who came over and played 
with Dr. J when the ABA folded into the NBA. We had the merge. And is one of the most legendary athletes in Indiana history. George McGinnis. George McGinnis McGinnis. won two ABA titles with the Indiana Pacers when they were in the Mm -hmm. ABA. I believe one time MVP of the league. And then, like I said, crossed over, cashed in, Mm -hmm. made a a nice little living with a big contract, played for a time Mm -hmm. with the Sixers, with Julius Irving. Unfortunately, I believe he left before the title run. Before the title run. But George McInnes was an awesome player. Awesome, awesome player for the Indiana Pacers in the ABA. So thoughts and prayers to their family and friends. Yep. Of course, we have to pivot. Pivot. But good news is... Do we get to play? We get to play. We get to play! It is time for America's favorite game show. Red Foreman's Dumb Ass or Not. This one's going to be an easy week for Dave. I can't see. I There are weeks where I go, maybe I'm overstretching my bounds. Maybe I'm just being a little too much of a cynical bastard. Not this week. Not this week. Now, I'm going to start off with one that I think we knew was coming. And this is a redemption story. So it starts off as a dumbass story and ends and up being a redemption. So there's a little bit of a feel-good dumbass here. There, there's... In the holiday he spirit. He sunk to the depths of dumbassery, but managed to climb up to, again, some semblance of respectability. And we're talking about Tommy DeVito. Tommy, Tommy DeVito. DeVito. Now, I'm going to blame, and I'm going to call out as a dumbass, the agent. his agent. <clears throat> now, we all know Tommy DeVito <laughs> has become a folk legend in New York, New Jersey. Yep as he's been the starting quarterback for the Giants the last month. And he's had a couple decent games, had one big win. Of course, got shellacked by the Saints this past weekend. But the problem was there was a verbal agreement and supposedly text messages where he was going to make an appearance at Coniglio's Pizzeria for $10,000. Come in, sign some autographs. Yeah, I think it was 250 autographs for... A two-hour appearance. Yeah. The pizza place sold tickets in anticipation. And then, of course, agent Sean Stellato, who we've seen in videos in the the crowd at some of these games, looking like he's playing the part of the, the Italian sleazy, slimy agent with how he dresses and how he appears. Well, now he actually acted like it. Yep. He came back and said, no, no, no. The, the appearance fee's 20000 Yep. This was after two <clears> weeks <throat> ago when Tommy DeVito had the big win. And, of course, good for Coniglio's where they came back and they put all over social media, said, said nope, sorry. this is what happened. We can't do it. We got to cancel the event. Yeah, it's, it's, more, it's too much for us to do. Right. So, dumbass for the agent. Sean Stellato, redeeming story for Mm -hmm. Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito got wind of this, made the appearance at the pizzeria for free. That is a Clint Eastwood badass move. 
And he also told his agent, what I understand, he told his agent, you handle my contracts. I'm bringing in somebody else to handle public appearances. Yep. And because this little, <clears throat> we're not, this could have made Tommy DeVito look like a complete and total jackass. Yeah. He salvaged his, his own image. He did. That was a brilliant, brilliant move by him. Yep. Very cool thing to do. Yes. Sean Stilato, still a dumbass. Yep. Not Tommy DeVito, though. Yep. Solano, deal with the pro contracts. DeVito, good move having somebody else handle personal appearances. All right, Giannis Antetokounmpo had a little bit of a meltdown after a game recently with the Pacers because he put up his most points ever. And then, of course, Damian Lillard, his teammate, set a record, a personal record. And But then there was a player on the Pacers who scored his first ever points in the NBA. So it turns out the ball ended up going over to the Pacers locker room to give to the, the young player who scored for his, his first. first. Antetokounmpo went ballistic. Oh, come on. Crying, whining, running through pushing security aside, trying to get to the basketball. What a little bitch. Now, I don't know if he wanted it for him, for Lillard, but still, he handled it so badly. And he, he never never calmed down, even in the press conference. Oh, my God. Said, what well, a yeah, whiny little baby. They gave me a ball, but I don't think it was the real one because it feels like it's never been used. So freaking what? So freaking what? Yep. Even in the NFL. The guy who gets his first touchdown gets to keep the ball. Right. Baseball, first home run, first hit, they get the ball for the person. Yep. Yep. He first see. points. You yes. can look it up, kids. Look up the videos and see. He acts like an immature dumbass. You know, I used to kind of have some respect for him. That drops him down a ways. Well, unfortunately, the last two we've got, or slam dunks, no pun intended, Giannis. Racist asshats in the NFL and in the NBA, respectively. First up, Rashard Mendenhall, formerly of the Pittsburgh Steelers, gets on social media and says, I am sick of, quote, average white guys, unquote, analyzing games. They don't know what they're talking about, so let's have a bowl game between all black players and all white players to see who's better. Oh, my God. This, of course, is a guy who used to, from stories I've Ugh. heard from, from reporters on the Pittsburgh beat, used to sit around while they were trying to interview other players and stand right in their face, like six inches away, completely naked with his junk in their face. This is the kind of ass. And he's also a guy who thinks that we didn't get both sides of the story when we killed Osama bin Laden. What a dumbass. All right, real quick, finally, to wrap things up, kids, don't forget the weekend edition. <laughs> weekend edition is going to be awesome this week. Holiday edition. Gilbert Arenas has a show with a bunch of friends on X about Draymond Green hitting that European player, encouraged it, and said it was great that he, quote-unquote, took care of one of those European players because our people need to make sure we need to stop our league from being taken over by those people. What a dumbass. Absolute idiocy moron. Tell the kids good night, Dave. Good night, Dave.
Merry Christmas.